Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me back at the Hey Mom, Why Did No One Tell Me podcast. My name is Rebecca. If you are just joining us for the first time, thank you for taking the time out of your day to come hang out. So for today's episode, I wanted to share with you um, a session that I did during my challenge that I did um, a couple weeks ago. And today we're sort of just talking about like limiting beliefs and really just um, getting over those like from a creative standpoint. Like I know I've talked about limiting beliefs in the past, but in this one, it was really geared towards like people who are wanting that creative career, who want to go after what they want, go after what makes them happy. And, you know, just getting around that and rewiring our brain and thinking about it. So I hope you all enjoy. I had a really fun time talking about this subject and yeah, we'll get right into it. And before we get started, I just want to thank you guys. So whether you're watching the live, whether you're watching the replay, congratulations because you are here, right? You have showed up for yourself, for your creative passion, your creative spark. You showed up and you're on day three. And honestly, like showing up as half is like pretty much like half the work, right? I mean, I know that's like, um, it's kind of like, there's a, there's a saying out there, um, but it's like showing up is like half the battle. And it really is like with really like anything in life, showing up is half the battle because a lot of times we have those voices in our heads that are like, oh no, but I, I can't show up and I just Um, you know, like you just come across so much resistance and, but you push through that resistance and then you're just like, okay, I'm here. And maybe you're scared and maybe your heart is pounding. I know I've had experiences like that. My heart is like pounding so much and I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm doing this thing. I'm really scary. So, I mean, just take a second and thank yourselves for just being here, right? That's incredible. Um, okay, so that was like my little pre, pre-tangent before we jump into today. And day three is all about roadblocks and um, possibilities, really. Roadblocks and possibilities, which are like completely opposite. Um, but I think it's really important to recognize those roadblocks, number one. And then once you sort of realize how you can get through those roadblocks, then all of these possibilities open up, right? So many possibilities open up, so many incredible things happen. And I don't know, I think it's just, it's strange to put the two together, but I think they really do go together. So I wanna start today by talking about a, um, or not talking about, but um, telling you guys a quote that I didn't stumble across, um, but, I, uh, it's in a song, so I've been listening to the song for a while. And the quote is, I'm through accepting limits because someone says they're so. Some things I cannot change, but till I try, I'll never know. So that is by Stephen Schwartz, a genius lyricist, genius. <laughs> and you've, you may have heard these lyrics from before or from somewhere else. 
Um, these are from the musical Wicked. And with Wicked, um, if you haven't seen it, I, I won't give anything away, but it's a musical based off of the Witches of the Wizard of Oz. So the Wicked Witch of the West and Glinda, the Good Witch of the North. It's sort of everything that happened before Dorothy came to Oz. So it's like kind of like a prequel, um, but it's also sort of like covers Dorothy's time in Oz. But Dorothy isn't like the main focus. She's in like maybe one scene and it focuses on the witches and how the Wicked Witch of the West came to be the Wicked Witch of the West. And then in this huge song, right before the first act is over, she sings a song called Defying Gravity. And it's all about how she's in this world that doesn't accept her because she can do magic and she can read from this book that no one really is supposed to be able to read from. And she's green, like that's a huge thing, she's green, right? And she's just been told all of these things, like, no, you can't do this because you're green. No, you can't do that because you have these weird powers. No, you can't do that because you can read from this, like you're the only one who can read from this book that's like really dangerous. And in the song, she's just like, no, I'm done. I'm through accepting what my limits are because someone over there in the corner says that's what they are. I'm through accepting limits because someone says they're so. I think that's way more powerful the more we think about it, right? Because, you know, a lot of our limitations they come from outside sources, right? Other people saying, you can't do this, you can't do that, or you shouldn't do this, or you shouldn't do that. And if you think back to when you were a kid, right? So um, let's go to like four or five years old, a little bit younger than um, our, six, our six-year-old self. When you were four or five, did you think there were any limitations on what you could do? No, right? You thought that you could jump off that really tall, um, that really tall uh, tree. I don't, I don't know. There were lots of trees around me growing up, but or you thought you could, you know, um, go explore in that forest and go off the beaten path, even though there was like poison ivy there that you didn't recognize or you didn't know it was there, and you just had this sense of. I, I there's like the sky's literally the limit. Like I can do whatever I want. And then you know you have your mom say, "No, you can't climb up that tree and then jump down ten feet because you're going to hurt yourself." Now, that is definitely a limit. I think is pretty important because I don't think anyone should be jumping off of trees um, if they're ten feet up in the air. But at some point. We go from this, I can do anything, the world is my oyster, the sky is my limit, to, nope, you can't do that. Nope, can't do that. Nope, don't like that. We shouldn't do that. No, we're not going to do that anymore. And that's where these limitations sort of start to creep up, right? And who says that they have to... Be our limits and who says we have to accept those as limits like who said that i it doesn't make any sense to me and i know there are a lot of there are a lot of people out there especially people on that creative path that 
it's like, you know, I want to do this, but I was told that I wasn't good enough to get into art school, or I was told that I wasn't talented enough to get into this like program. That's just one person's opinion. I think there's something like six billion people on this planet, maybe closer to seven billion. I don't know if that's true or not, but there are billions of people on this planet. And this one person who says that maybe what you're doing isn't really what they're looking for. Okay, cool. I'm going to go find someone else where what I am doing and the stuff that I am proud of and passionate about, someone is going to go appreciate that. The limit that you've put on me and my skills and my talent, that's not the limit I'm accepting. And then the, the, uh, the lyric goes on to say some things I cannot change. So accepting the fact that no matter how much you wish that maybe your family didn't say all these negative things about being creative or they didn't you know, tell you that pursuing an art degree was like useless or worthless. Like you can't change those things. You can't change the way other people think, right? So some things you cannot change, but till I try, I'll never know. But until you try to change them, you don't know if you can. And I'm going to bet that if it's something that you really, really, really want to do it, and you're just getting all of this like negative feedback from maybe the people in your life, just the people you're around right now, they're going to try and tell you all of these things either because they care about you and their, their care, their care for you is coming out kind of weird and maybe even in a wrong way, or maybe there's someone who wishes that they were taking the chances on themselves and going after what they wanted. They wish that they were you, but they're not. So, you know, some things you cannot change, but till you try, you'll, you'll never know. So I think those are pretty powerful lyrics. And especially if you ever get a chance to see Wicked live and just watching this part where, like the song is called Defying Gravity, so it's all about flying and it's very metaphorical, but the actual like theatrics of it, of how they get her to fly in front of the audience, it's not like she goes off stage and like they like rig her up to some, um, like some wires or anything. No, it's like she starts to fly literally on stage and you watch her like go up into the air. It's incredible. I hope you one day get to see it. Um, but it's like that feeling that I had when watching Defying Gravity and watching watching this character who in the um, in Wicked her name is Alphaba, who's the Wicked Witch of the West. She she just like lifts up into the air, and it's like so freeing to hear the song and just like experience what she is experiencing. It's. It's like that's that feeling of getting over that roadblock, of getting over those limitations that people are telling and giving you. And she's like, no, like these, you say I can't fly? Well, I'm going to defy gravity. And, and she does. She does. And theater is back um, to performing again safely. Um, you'll be able to watch it. That, that thing's going to be on tour for like ever. <laughs> it's never not going to be on tour or on Broadway. <laughs> Um, so that's just an example of 
some roadblocks that we might come across, but we don't have to accept those roadblocks, right? And once we decide not to accept them, we just, we're flying. Like, that's just how it is. That's how it goes. Once you get over those roadblocks and I get it, it like, it takes a while. You're like chipping away at it. But once you get over it, you're just like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And it is incredible. And, you know, I think a lot of us are really stuck on these roadblocks because once they're said to us, especially if they're said by someone who we care about or who, whose opinion we value, we are stuck on them. Um, I don't know if how many people can relate to this, but I know that if I say something and I'm talking to my mom and I'm like, hey mom, like, what do you think of this thing? And she, if she's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm like, awesome, awesome. Like, you know, my mom says that like, you know, it's cool because I value my mom's opinion. But if she says, I don't think that's such a good idea. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, so not, ugh, maybe I should like rethink this. But it's like when we have people who we care about and they give us their opinions and they don't end up being what we want them to be, that, that really affects us, right? We really, we really hold on to that. Um, and those are examples of roadblocks that honestly, they're not good for us. They don't do anything for us and they're not serving, they're not serving us and the things that we want to do. And if we just, if we listen to these roadblocks, it's like we're almost not even believing in ourselves that we can get over them in a way, right? And you shouldn't believe them at all because you have that creative spark inside you that you can't shake. So that means it is meant to be there. And a lot of times our biggest roadblocks come from, you know, the people we do care about. And a lot of times the people that we care about when they tell us things that maybe start that roadblock, start that limiting belief, it's never, it's never because they actively are trying to make us feel bad, right? I mean, if there are people out there who have done that to you, then I would suggest maybe not talking to them anymore. Because um, if someone's just like trying to be rude to you just to be rude, then you definitely don't need them in your life. Um, but you you shouldn't believe them because they're they're not for you, right? They're not for you and they don't do you any good whatsoever. So even though they might come from people who are really important to you, it's not like the person who tells you like over social media that what you're doing isn't like worth it. Like if you're creating and you're trying to sell, you know, your art that you're painting or, you know, some watercolors or drawings, if you're trying to sell that and someone over social media is like, well, I don't think that, you know, that artwork's going to sell because it's like this, that, and the other. And then you're like, oh, okay. Well, that kind of sucks. But then you realize that that person is just someone who maybe you don't even know and maybe art isn't their thing and they're just like saying their opinion. Like, why, why accept someone's opinion who isn't where you want to be, right? I think that's another thing 
that we sometimes often forget with these roadblocks and limiting beliefs about you know pursuing this creative profession is that a lot of times we'll ask the people closest to us who we care about and they care about us their opinions and i would say like like 85 to 90 percent of the time they're not they're not where we want to be right so why why are you taking advice or listening to the comments from someone or from the people who aren't where you want to be and I'll sort of like give you, I'll give you an example. So let's say that you want to, um, oh, let's see, actually we'll, we'll use one of my examples that I um, experienced. So when I decided that I wanted to act professionally at the time, I was living um, in the town that I grew up in and I wouldn't say it was a small town, but it definitely, it was like, I would say it's the suburbs, um, but it definitely was very much like, you know, strip malls, like this is where people live, this is where people work, this is where people go to school. So it was like very much divided up, like suburbs, all that stuff. And I remember I was taking, um, I was taking music lessons from, from someone who I had met through like the local arts programs that I had been doing. And I was taking, uh, I was taking lessons from them. And then I got to college and I was still taking lessons from them. And I wanted to switch. I wanted to switch people because I felt like everything I was able to learn from that person, I had learned. And I had a really hard time switching or like telling, telling them, telling them that I didn't want to continue with lessons. And I thought, you know, a bunch of things like, oh, they're going to be mad at me. They're going to think, you know, I don't appreciate their services, all this stuff. Like, that's what was going through my head. But then I was like, well, I, I'm in college right now and I have at my fingertips a wealth of knowledge of industry professionals that I can learn from. And, you know, that's where I want to be. That's where I want to go. I want to be like these people who are making their livings as artists. I need to learn from them. I need to see what they're doing. I need to ask them questions. And I never would have gotten to where I am now if I hadn't had made that switch. And I was so scared to make that switch. But I, re I realize now that taking that step to go ask someone who is, you know, ahead of where I want to be and just be like, hey, can you help me out? Can I like study with you? Can you answer some industry questions for me? That changed everything because not only did I learn more, not only did I feel like my potential within growing just exploded, I gained so much more confidence to like go out into the professional industry. And I, the very first like legitimate, um, contract I got for theater, I never would have had the confidence in myself to go after it and believe that I could have gotten it if I hadn't have learned from someone who, who was already there and who told me what to expect. And learning from them made me just have so much more confidence in myself, something that I don't feel like I could have gotten if I had stayed where I was.
So every time you like hit this ceiling and hit this limiting belief you have, by sort of pushing it and pushing it and pushing it until it like breaks open, not only do you get past that limiting belief, you gain so much more confidence. And I swear, being confident is, it's not everything, but if you have confidence, like I don't know if this, if this is something you've experienced, but sometimes like if I'm sitting and I'm listening to someone speak, I could have no idea what they're talking about if it's a subject that I'm not familiar with and they could be telling me the truth or they could telling, be telling me things that aren't true. But if they say it with confidence, I'm like, oh, okay, I want to listen to this person. I want to hear what they have to say. Whereas if they're sort of saying they're like rocking back and forth and they don't really know what they want to say, and they're like, uh, that, that's not confident, right? It's not confident and you don't feel like you can really do anything like with that information that they're giving you. So not, so let's like sort of like flip that all around. So if you were at this roadblock, at this ceiling, and you're like, no, I'm gonna get through this. And you just like keep pushing a little more and a little more until eventually you're like, okay, I know I can break through this. I need some, some extra help. And you go and you talk to someone who has been where you've been and you talk to them and you gain experience through them and you learn from them and you gain confidence from them. When you burst through that limiting belief, when you burst through that roadblock and through that ceiling, you have so much more than what you had when you were trying to like get through it. And when you have that confidence, the roadblocks disappear. The, the limits go away. The sky is once again the limit, right? And you know, I think roadblocks, they're, they're a big thing. And I think it takes, a, it takes some time, right? It takes some time to get through those roadblocks, but I know that if you spend the time working on it and just believing in yourself and saying, I'm just going to try one more thing. Okay. I'm just going to try this next step. Okay. That step didn't work. I'm going to try this instead. And you just keep at it. You're going to make a breakthrough. You really will. You're going to break through so many limiting beliefs. And so many of those things that like you just kept coming up against and like you just didn't know what like what direction you wanted to go you're gonna break through them I promise I promise I promise putting one foot in front of the other and figuring it out along the way and getting help from people as well not just like you know blindly walking down this path trying to see what will happen but continuing to just you know ask for help learn from others it's going to just be so easy to like kick the roadblocks to the side. And as I was sort of thinking about what I wanted to talk in today's uh, talk about in today's live, I came across um, another quote. Um, if you can tell, I really like quotes. <laughs> um, I think that they're really fun and they're really um, they're really relevant. And the one that I came across for today was the worst enemy to creativity is self-doubt. Sylvia Plath. And the first time I read that, I was like, huh, the 
first the worst enemy to creativity is self-doubt like are you sure it's not like all these things like working against creativity and it's it's true like i i thought about it i like to think about quotes too <laughs> i thought about it and it's like no the worst enemy to creativity is self-doubt because the second you, like that self-doubt starts creeping in you just you're so unsure and it's like all of those like like thoughts come flooding back into your head that's like what i'm doing isn't worth it what i'm doing isn't um like the world doesn't need this who would want this why am i wasting my time all of that self-doubt comes back in and that's what kills creativity it's not the fact that maybe you know the arts and art programs aren't funded as well as other programs not not to say that you know funding is the only like you know obviously more funding for the arts huge advocate of that um but it's like the second you have that oh this isn't gonna work oh this isn't for me oh people don't like this it like snowballs into like this big huge like ball of like uncertainty and when that big ball uncertainty is of uncertainty is big enough that's where you're gonna close your laptop and stop writing you're not gonna send that email to that publisher you're not going to sub um you're not going to talk to that potential client that's where the self-doubt comes in and that's where the creativity is killed and why why do we have to why do we have to let that happen and i realize it's easier said than done you know it's easier said oh just ignore ignore all the uncertainty or ignore all of the doubt to the naysayers it's really easy to just say it right easier said than done but i really really do believe that when you take away and you bust through that self-doubt, however you end up doing that, the creativity will flow through you. You just feel so much lighter and you feel like, you know, you can do anything. And so when creativity continues to just like talk to you in like the back of your head and like it's that spark you just can't get rid of, that's when the self-doubt, it might be really loud. Yeah, it might be. But the fact that you can still hear, like that little voice in the back of your head saying, try being creative again, try it again. It doesn't matter how big that ball of self-doubt is. It doesn't. You have that little voice in the back of your head saying, try again. Try drawing again. Try writing some more. Try emailing another publishing house. You might have a lot of self-doubt in front of you, but inside you, you have that creativity and that creativity is going to come out and that self-doubt is going to go away. And a really interesting example that I recently like connected to this quote um, was a story of the, the Netflix show, The Queen's Gambit. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. It's about chess. It's one of the most... I feel um, engaging, engaging stories on Netflix that I've seen in a while. Like I never thought I could be like so on edge, like watching a chess game on a TV. <laughs> like it sounds crazy, 
but they really create so much suspense and like you're really rooting for the characters and you're really really into it and the story of this show which is now like a netflix hit is i think the script was first put into development maybe 30 years ago and i think the same guy's been attached to the project the whole time and he was like i went to all of these studio executives and they said no no one is going to want to watch a tv show about chess like no one is and this the the guy who was wanted to create this show he was like no like i know something is here i know it can be something big i can like see the film and i can see like the set pieces and i can see like the actors and i can see the um the colors and the costumes i can see it all put together and i'm sure that he most definitely over 30 years hit some limiting beliefs right absolutely I mean, I can only imagine trying to get a TV show developed for 30 years, there, there were obviously no's along the way. And I'm sure that at some point or another, he probably was like, this project that I put so much into, maybe it's not going to work out. Maybe it's not going to work out. And you know, we don't know the whole story. Maybe at one point he threw the script in the trash and was like, I'm done with this forever. And if that's what happened, he obviously at some point went back pulled that script out and was like, no, this is like my, this is like what I wanted. This is what I created. This is what I want to share with the world. That self-doubt, yeah, it's going to be there, especially when you've heard, when you hear like no's for 30 years. Oh my gosh, it's going to be there. But the creativity aspect of it and the belief in just knowing that what you're doing is so worth it. That just, it just overcomes everything, right? Oh my gosh. And I love that story. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah. So Nicole, the Queen's Gambit, it is so crazy because I remember reading something that the interest in like online chess sales, like from Amazon, I think is where they got it from or like the statistic, it went up like 200 and something percent because of that TV show. So Obviously, these studio executives who 30 years ago said no one's going to want to watch a TV show about chess, they were wrong. <laughs> they were so wrong. <laughs> so those are some examples of definitely some self-doubt. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And the creativity just was like, nope, I'm here. I'm, I'm driving the bus now. I'm doing it. So... I wanted to do an exercise and this is sort of addressing head on these roadblocks and limiting beliefs that we have and taking those first steps to saying, okay, these are, this is what's like stopping me. This is what's like, this is the ceiling that I'm hitting. I'm going to find or take the first steps to getting around that. So see what are some of those limiting beliefs or roadblocks that you have come across while you've pursued a creative passion or a career so get a pen piece of paper or you can just uh, create a list in your head but I'll give you a few seconds to think about this write it down 
what are some of those roadblocks or limiting beliefs that you've come across during your uh, during your creative career as you're pursuing it? So I'll share a couple of mine. And a lot of these, I feel like I've said a lot, <laughs> maybe. Um, but they're the ones that are like most prominent and stick out to me. So as far as being an actor is concerned, you'll never make any money. No one ever makes it as an actor. Um, the industry is so competitive, which that was a big one for me for a while. And then I realized literally every industry is competitive when you get to like the professional, um, like post-college world. Like when people are in it professionally, like it is like competitive no matter what industry you go into. But again, it goes back to the fact that artists and creatives are more visible, right? We don't see, we don't see like the 300 people that were interviewed for like that top executive job at that company. Like we don't see that. So that's another one. It's so competitive, which everything is so competitive. So, okay. Um, let's see. Um, you're, you'll always be struggling. That was a big one that I heard a lot. Um, so we have, you know, these limiting beliefs or these roadblocks that are the most prominent to us because they've played the biggest part in, in this whole resistance against pursuing that creative career, right? They are the ones that stick out to us the most that in a way mean the most to us, maybe not in like a positive sense, but they mean the most to us, right? So... Now that we have on paper what exactly it is like that are those roadblocks for us, we have to take the next step. And that next step is to start telling ourselves that those limiting beliefs don't matter. They're by someone who isn't where we want to be. We shouldn't be listening to them. And we have to start believing that being creative and pursuing a creative career is 100% possible for us. Like that's step two. Like you have all of the limiting beliefs like out there and yeah, they're scary. Yeah, it's like when you decide to run the numbers on your budget after like six months of not paying attention. Those numbers and what you have down there on the piece of paper is really so scary. But they're down there, right? They're out there in the world. So they're there. They're a lot less scary now that they're like on a concrete piece of paper, right? I think that when we have these thoughts and like they're all like in the abstract and all just like floating around up here in like the cloud that is our brain, it, it, it gets too jumbled. That's why I have to write everything down. <laughs> like I have to write it all down. Otherwise it just gets too much for me in my brain. And so once those limiting beliefs are down there on that piece of paper, we can do a couple things in like keeping with this next step of believing and telling ourselves that being creative is 100% possible. We have to start by 
reframing the way we think, right? How do we frame the way we, how do we reframe the way we think? Like, that's weird. Like, the way I think is the way I think. Yes, the way you think is the way you think. But how much of the way you think did you actually consciously cause? And let me, let me explain to you what I mean by that. When we think of something, or we think of a way something is supposed to be, it's a lot of times it's not because we have independently created that thought, right? A lot of times it's because we've heard it from other people. We've heard it from our parents. We've heard it from our friends. We've heard it from school. That's where those thoughts come from, right? That's where they come from. And why, why do we, why do we give that so much power, right? We believe that these roadblocks are real, but I don't think we ever actively had that thought and then that became a roadblock. I highly doubt that's ever, it's ever someone's active thought that, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't do that. A lot of times it's, oh, I can't do this because, you know, I never see anyone make it. And who told you that, you know, unless you can see it, unless you can see that success and it's visible, you're a failure. Like, no, that, that doesn't make any sense. So we need to start telling ourselves that it's possible for us. So how do we do that? Next step is by literally just doing it. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's literally just doing it. And the idea, I know the idea of like just doing something is so can be so foreign and so scary and it sounds easy right it's like the nike slogan just do it and you're like yeah i'm gonna just do the thing and then you like go to do the thing and you're like uh i don't know if i can do this thing anymore and having like telling yourself that you're gonna go publish that book you're gonna start selling on etsy or you're gonna open up your own um you're gonna start your own website and sell your services that way. You're, you're standing there and you're thinking of everything that can be, right? You can imagine it, you can see it so clearly. And then you sort of come down from that like daydream and you actually look at everything that needs to be done. It's like this whole really, really long path is in front of you, right? Just like, oh my gosh, it's like you're here and where you wanna be is like, on the opposite side of the country. That's what it feels like, right? It's just so, so far away. And yeah, it seems like it's really far away, but, but you have to step on that path and you have to take that first step. And that's, that's what it is, right? Getting out of that whole idea of, I can't do this, or this is not for me, or I could never make any money from my creative passion. That's, that's a lie that we tell ourselves and this, that's a lie that goes away when we take that first step, take that second step, take that third step. 
and you keep taking these small little steps, right? Small, doable little steps. And before you know it, you're halfway to where you want to be. And you're like, huh, oh, huh, that wasn't too hard. That didn't take nearly as much energy as I thought it would be. And I think that when we break it down into smaller steps, that's when it becomes so much more manageable and doable. And we don't burn out, right? We don't burn out. I, um, I like to think of these smaller steps as necessary too, right? So um, in theater and in um, like stage shows and um, live theater, there's a union and the way it sort of works is that there is the union members, there are the union candidates, and then there are the people who are non-union. So everyone starts out non-union and a lot of, for a lot of people and for myself, the goal is to become a member of the union. And that was a goal I had when I was, um, when I was still in college. And, you know, there are lots of like criteria you have to meet, things you have to do, all that stuff. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get there because I have to do this, this, and this, and then I can do this, this, and this, and then I can finally get to there. Like all of those steps just at one time, looking down that long path in front of me, I just was like, I couldn't, I was like, I can't do it. It's never going to happen. It's too much to do at once. But that's the beauty of taking little steps. You don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to take those big leaps. And honestly, if you take those big leaps, sometimes it works out, but sometimes you miss all the smaller steps that you need to, to get there. And it goes back to the smaller steps you take from with every step, the more confidence you build and the more confidence you build, the more confidence you'll have to take that big step when it's finally ready to happen. And in my own personal experience, it was exactly like that. So it took me a year after I graduated school to work to get a contract with a union, a union house, basically. Um, and union house just means it's a theater and they hire union actors. And um, that's sort of when, you know, like if you're, if you're hired there, it's like, okay, like that tells everyone that you're serious about this being your career. It took me a year to get there. And yes, I wanted it to have, hap have happened earlier, but I know that if it, had, if it had happened earlier, I wouldn't have had the confidence to go in for the role, first of all, to even believe in that I could go in for the role. And I took small baby steps. I started with, um, with theaters that I was gaining experience at. And I started off doing you know, shows that paid a stipend. And then I moved on to some bigger theaters. And then eventually I got this contract. And if I hadn't have taken those small little steps along the way, I would not have had the confidence to say, yes, I can go do that role. I, I absolutely know that I have the skills and talent to do it. Now I could have taken that big leap and if I had, and if the opportunity had presented itself, I would have done it. But I know for a fact 
I would have been so scared out of my mind, would not know what I was doing, would have had a lot of questioning and self-doubt if like I was e- like if it was even like right that I was there. So that's why we need to take those we just need to do it, right? We just need to take those small little steps because you're going to gain confidence and you're going to gain more um belief in your skills and you're going to do you're going to be building all of these things along the way that when it's time to actually do the thing those small steps create such a solid ground and such a solid base for you that you can't be shaken and you're not going to be and you never will be so with that we have our list right we have our list of self-doubt we know how we're going to get around that self-doubt and yeah it's it's scary to do that but Here's what I want you to do with that self-doubt. If you have a piece of paper, you can do this. Or if you have this list in your head, you can um, do the second thing I'm going to say. You have a piece of paper with all these self-doubt lists, things. Crumble it up into a ball, throw it away. You don't need it. If you made a list in your head, sort of, you know, go over it in your head. Sort of toss it out of your head. Toss it out of your thoughts. You don't need it. You don't need it. And you might think that you need to hold on to these things. I'm here to tell you you don't. And the way you get around those and the way you get out of those roadblocks and that self-doubt and those limiting beliefs is just by doing it. And by doing it, you're going to prove to yourself that you can. And when you prove to yourself that you can, you're going to create so much momentum and you're not going to be able to stop. You're not. And once you can't stop, you're not turning back because you you literally can't. You're, you have too much momentum moving forward. That's just how it is. And I want to leave you with this final thought. We have this one life, right? We have this one life and there are things in life that make us happy. There are things in life that obviously, you know, don't make us as happy, but you know, that's life. We have to live with it and like go along with it. But why not choose to be happy as much as you can be? Now, obviously, being happy every day probably isn't going to be like the, the thing that happens. But if you have one, like we have one life to live, so why not take as much of that time that we have being happy and doing what we, what we love, being creative, putting a smile on our face? Why not be able to say, I spent this entire week working on this painting and it was the best week of my life. Or I got to spend an entire week writing this like new epic fantasy novel and I just like had so many ideas and I had so much fun creating this world. 
that makes you happy. And that's how you want to spend your time, right? You want to be happy. You want to be able to just look back on your week and think, oh my gosh, that was all so incredible. Like I had the best time. I can't wait to like continue working on this next week. So why not chase after that feeling? Why not chase after that state of like living? Why not? But it all starts with getting through those roadblocks, getting through those limiting beliefs and getting past. So you guys, that was everything from my session during the five day challenge. It was really awesome being able to go over that um, content and just really, you know, be able to share that with more people. Um, so I hope that it helped you in some way. If you want to chat about it, um, my DMs are always open. You can um, DM me on Instagram at boldly balanced life. And this um, podcast episode is also sponsored by my free Facebook group, creatives choosing their careers. The link for that will be in the show notes, but come join us in the vein of going after your creative passion, your creative spark, your creative thing, and turning that into something that you can make an income off of. Come join the Facebook group. We're um, it's completely free. We are just a bunch of creative people joining together to cheer one another on and help each other achieve what they want to do in their lives. So thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. You shared this with your friends, shared this with your family. Take a screenshot of this episode, um, post it on your Instagram story, post it on your Instagram post if you want, tag me, and let's keep talking about it. Let's bring more people into the conversation and let's bring more artists into the world, right? Because like that's, that's what I want to do, bring more artists and creative people um, out of the shadows and into the limelight because, you know, art is so important and I truly believe that the world needs more artists, especially right now. So thank you guys so much for listening today and I will see you in the next episode.